Hi, I'm Eden. I'm Sam. And this is Ruby the Podcast. We are a community of young women seeking answers to the hard questions and discovering what it means to cultivate our purpose. So join us as we interview world-changing entrepreneurs, creatives, and industry experts. All here to share the wisdom we need for living the Ruby lifestyle. One of authenticity, wonder, and intention. So take a breath, settle in, and get ready to discover who you were made to be. We are so grateful you're here. One of my favorite things to do is look back at pictures of myself when I was younger and recognize the things that I did, like twirl my hair or, you know, smile a certain way, and then look at myself now or pictures now or recent pictures and see if I still do that stuff. Like, I gave the example of twirling your hair, but that's actually something I do. Like, I'll be sitting here, you know, writing something for school and then... I'll realize that I'm drilling my hair. I'm like, oh, wow, that's like Little Eden coming out. (laughs) I just think it's really, it's fun. Um, And even just looking back and seeing the different phases that you go through as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, and just recognizing um, how much you've changed and what, seeing what things like carry on to each age is really fun. (laughs) And also you have to be ready to embrace growth and embrace the stages that you might have felt less confident than others. Um, Yeah, basically, you have to be ready to embrace the awkward, which my friend makes fun of me for always saying awkward, but sometimes it just needs to be said. Like, that's the only word that fits. (laughs) Anyway, today we're going to be talking about nurturing your relationships with your siblings, which is something I'm super passionate about. This is Eden, by the way. I don't think I said that, but this is my very first solo podcast. Yay. Um, but anyway, that, that's something I'm really passionate about. I hope you get something out of it. Listen to this while you're doing something productive or taking a fun drive. Whenever. I'll see you on the other side. I am the oldest of three younger brothers. And my whole life, people have always asked me, how does it feel to be the only girl? Like, what, what's it like? Is it weird? Do you get tired of boys? Like, are you get are you annoyed all the time? I'm like, well, I actually like being the only girl because there's perks to it. I get my own room. I don't have to share clothes. And I just like being the only girl. Like, having three younger brothers to be there for me is kind of a, a really fun thing. Um, and I do love my spot as the oldest as well. I feel like that really fits my personality or maybe more. So my personality has molded around me being the oldest. Um, But the way we grew up, we have always kind of been taught um, that our friends that are constant are our siblings. Like we'll have friends that come and go, that we get in fights with, that we argue with, that we just grow apart. But our siblings will always be people that we can come back to. And I think we've always had just kind of a close bond since we were young. We all have E names. So I'm Eden and then Ethan, Elijah, and Evan. And then we also all have the same middle initial R. So we're all ERM right now, which is really funny. That's just (laughs) one of the ways we're bonded. But um, I think there's roots in that, in our names um, that really kind of bring us together. We've always kind of, we've called ourselves the EMAC kids and, um, (laughs) since we were little, everything has been shaped around our names. 
So we used to have towels and cups and blankets, that sort of stuff. All We each had a color. So we called them code colors. But for a really long time, I thought it was coat colors. And I was like, okay, it doesn't even make sense because my coat is not my color. <laughs> so it was kind of, I don't know, it was just weird. But code colors with a D, code colors. Um, I had red and Ethan had blue, Elijah had green, Evan had yellow. So everything that was ours was in that color. Um, and that kind of was how we grew up. And it was, it's just really fun. Um, and looking back on it, I just think it's so funny. It's just like a parenting, um, parenting technique that I will definitely implement for my own kids because then your, your parents can kind of see, you know, who left the dishes out, who, whatever you get the point. Um, so our parents have always valued what we call siblingship. And that's basically the relationship that we have with each other as siblings. And it's going back to this idea that our siblings are our constant friends and they are going to be always there for us, which I think is just amazing. It's like a built-in best friend that you get to grow up with and um, watch each other grow also, like, especially as the oldest. That's one thing I love. I can see um, how the boys, how my brothers, the boys, I call them the boys, um, how they're growing up, how they're changing, and it's a weird experience, especially as a teenager. I feel like I haven't really gotten the chance to see someone grow up, but I can see it in my siblings. And um, my role as a sister and as the oldest, I really break it down into these three things. I'm their support system, I speak truth into their lives, and I give them advice. And there's, there's more to that too. But as a support system... I make it my goal to show up for them in whatever they're passionate about. So, for example, an easy one is sports. They all have their own sports that they love, and I try to go to their games. I root for them. When I was younger, <laughs> Sam and I actually both made signs for our brother's baseball teams, and then we would <laughs> lead everyone in these cheers that we made up, and I mean, that's just a good memory. But it's also fun because our siblings, our brothers can look back and be like, oh, I remember when you did that too. And then it, it's just like a whole, a whole bond. It goes further than just, you know, a high school relationship where you, or a friendship where you meet them, you know, real fast and then you're not really friends after high school. I mean, we all know we have friends like that. But again, our siblings are our constant friends. Um, speaking truth into their lives, I think that is really important as and it is my job as a sister to never just only point out negative things because, of course, there's going to be fights. There's going to be times where all I want to do is say bad things. And that's just something about my personality is I can sometimes just be really critical, especially of um, the people that I live with, which is not a good thing and has been pointed out to me by my siblings. We'll get into that later. Um but speaking truth into their lives is a big thing because you need to be that person that they can go to um, to get their advice and to get um, their their life words because maybe at school all they're hearing is, you know, negative stuff or just what society normally talks about. But you're kind of a grounding place for them to come back to. It's almost like you're a third parent. Well, in a way, you're not telling them what to do but you're there to listen, and maybe they'll tell you things they wouldn't even tell their parents, which um, I, I've, I feel like I've experienced that a lot with my brothers, 
um and mom and dad if you're listening it's in the best way it's nothing bad um and then I think that's tied really closely to giving advice because especially as the oldest I've kind of had the chance to go before them to test out the waters to feel what it's like to be in middle school and high school and I can guide them through things that I have had experience in um Again, going back to friendship and fights at school or um, hard classes and advice on what teachers are the good ones and, you know, you get it. Um, but yeah, those three things, just being their support system, speaking truth, and giving advice. And I think one of the big things with siblings is dealing with fights and arguments. And I know I mentioned that a few times before already. But I'm going to give you kind of my process and my siblings' process for when we do get in an argument. And believe me, it does happen, like, a lot. Um, I think I argue the most with (laughs) my two older, um, the two older brothers that I have, Ethan and Elijah, um, just because we're so close in age. And it's interesting also to see Evan and Ethan have a really close bond and Elijah and Ethan Oh, so, so sorry. Evan and Ethan have a really close bond and Elijah and I have a really close bond because I think it has something to do with how we're all two years apart and the distance between me and Elijah is the same as between Ethan and Evan and I think it's just something, it, it just clicks. Um, but we do get in fights still and especially as we're older and as we're teenagers, fights look a little different. It's less hitting and throwing and more just words and words really do cut deep. Mom always says to us that the words you say to your siblings stick more than maybe someone at school or another friend because if you say something really hurtful to them you're almost striking this part of their heart that is beyond what someone that's not in your family can reach. So if I said something horrible about the way Ethan looked, maybe that would just hurt him even more. It would stay in his mind more because it's coming from someone he trusts. And that is something you really have to keep in mind when you're talking to your siblings. And I struggle with it sometimes too. I mean, out of anger, like your words kind of just come and sometimes it's hard to control, but that is something I really have to work on. And I would give that advice to everyone. Words really do stick, especially from your siblings. And when you get into these fights and arguments, um, of course, it's good to have a cool off period after um, you're you're through the fight because you cannot just go straight from fighting to being happy friends again. (laughs) I mean, you know that. You've seen it before and you've experienced it, I'm sure. Uh, But having that cool off period gives everyone a chance to take a breath, understand what they said to the other person, understand what that person said to them, process it, think about it, and then once you're done with the cool off, you can then come back and give a genuine apology. And that's another thing my parents have always taught us, and I'm really thankful for it because it's a really good skill to have, is to give a real genuine apology. You always have to say sorry and you have to mean it. Um, And if you don't, don't mean it, then don't say it yet. You need to wait until you're in the right headspace to really forgive them because if you're holding grudges um, against your siblings, that's really unhealthy um, for a relationship and to maintain that lifelong relationship that we were talking about earlier. 
So giving a genuine apology really helps to close the book and mend the relationship, move on from the argument, forgive each other. And, and yes, it may take time. Maybe you'll need a whole week, you know, to think about an argument you had. Um, and apologies can come in all different forms as well. So you could say it to their face. Sometimes that's really hard to do. So even just writing it in a letter, um, that's another thing that our parents <laughs> have taught us is writing each other letters when um, times get tough after an argument. So you can just say, I'm so sorry. I really shouldn't have said the things I did. You know how an apology goes. But the letter is a really good way to really process it instead of just going straight to their face and um, maybe saying another thing you didn't mean to. Because often I find if you try to apologize um, too close after an argument or when you don't mean it or whatever the reason is, um, it's just, it takes away the, the authenticity of it and makes it way less and it doesn't feel as genuine. There's another activity that we've done before, and this goes for not just relationships, but also for any time you're trying to think in a negative way, or maybe you're trying to think in a positive way, but all that's coming to mind is negative thoughts, and that is two goods for every bad. So in our family, when someone says something, um, about having a bad day or wishing we had a different house or um, whatever it is, we have to then say two things we're thankful for and two things we appreciate. So that kind of cancels out the negative thing and then brings in something positive. So especially in a fight, this is a really good tool because you can, maybe you said something horrible and then you can say, you know what, just kidding. I see in you that you are joyful and that you love to laugh and I love that about you and then you're focusing on the good and again that's just mending the relationship I'm gonna give you a couple more tips for being a good sibling and these are things that I've realized over time that I've learned from people I, I trust um, and things that I've tried to do as a sister and as the oldest in my family one of the big things, and I know I said letters before, but this is kind of different. These are letters for big events in their life. So again, as I mentioned, I've been through middle school. I've been through high school. I kind of get how it goes. Um, I like to leave letters for my brothers the day before they have a big change coming up. So before the first day of middle school, I leave them a letter on their desk. Before the first day of high school, I leave them a letter. Um, or whatever the event is. I just think it's really fun because <laughs> I go in their room when they're not there and just, like, hide it somewhere. And um, they can go in and find it on their own time. I don't have to watch them open it, but they know that I love them and that I'm there for them and that I'm supporting them in whatever change it is coming. Um, and I think that's just really fun. Sometimes I see, like, they'll have it hung up. They'll keep it in their little desk compartment, you know, it's just really fun to see, and it's a way I can support them. Um, also, what we like to do are sibling dates. You don't have to call it dates. That's just kind of how I have it in my mind as I'm, like, putting them on my calendar. But spending time with your siblings and showing up for them, whatever their love language may be, which could be words, which would be the letters, which could be quality time, which would be the sibling dates, 
show up for them however they need it. Um, And these sibling dates with quality time would just be a way to go and get out of the house together or even in the house. You could could do that too. Um, But just spend time together um, alone or with all your siblings or however it is in your family. Um, Just going and grabbing a coffee, grabbing an ice cream, going to get their favorite food, um, taking them to see a movie, going to a museum, pretty much any activity you can think of that will be in their interest is going to make them happy. And that's something I do with my parents as well. We kind of take turns going on dates, again in quotes, um, with our mom and dad. And we each get a chance to kind of spend time alone with them because then you're getting to build a relationship with them that is not only in the family, but also between you and them which is really powerful, especially in a family of six like what we have. Another thing I try to do is recognize their passions and encourage them in what makes them happy. So, like I said before, sports, that's a big one. Um, Showing up for them at their games and cheering them on. But also, it's further than that. It's not just the things that maybe they're in, but the things that their heart really cares about. So, for example, Ethan loves making music, and that's not always something that's really encouraged by um, society or teachers or however the school system is set up, Um, but it's something that I can encourage him in. So, when he comes out with a new song, I give him positive critique, I give him encouragement, I tell him it's great, even, well, okay, if it's it's not great, that's where the positive critique comes in, Um, but what I'm saying is that it is just a really cool thing to recognize when they love something and then to support them in that. Another example would be Evan, my youngest brother. He loves stuffed animals and he loves to draw and make comics and do just really cute things. And so I always, you know, I ask him about what he's he's writing or what he's reading or Um, which stuffed animal is his favorite, the names of his stuffed animals, and just throwing in, like, little things like that in conversation with them really builds that relationship. Another thing that's really important in a sibling relationship is integrity and honesty. And so, I'm, so, when we were younger, we we would always, we would do sibling sleepovers. Now, this is when we were in, like, elementary school, so not weird. But, we would, or I would always ask the boys, like, do you have a crush on anybody? Do you have a crush? Like, are there any girls at school that you think are pretty? That kind of thing. And they would always <laughs> respond like, oh, I don't want to tell you or whatever. You know how little kids are. And one time Elijah told me this girl that he had a crush on. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I think I told my friend or something and then they brought it up to Elijah and Elijah was like why'd you break our our trust like why'd you break our bond why why'd you do that like I told you not to tell and I was like you know what I'm sorry but um there's things like that little things even if they're insignificant to you they may be really significant to that person um and at that age of course your crush is like your biggest secret so Just things like that. You need to be honest and you need to show integrity and you need to keep their trust. Um, So maybe when they tell you something that they're going through, 
you support them in that, but you don't go telling your friends because they're your sibling. They came to you, only you, to hear it. They're trusting you with that information. And so you need to hold on to it as if it's your own challenge. Um, Another thing is letting mom and dad know when they need help. That's something that I've tried to let go of some control with and to kind of take them under my wing with that. So letting go of control means, you know, not telling them every single thing that they're going through that um, maybe again, like keeping their secrets, like maybe it's something that mom and dad can't really help them with, but I can. So I just kind of keep that one to myself. But there would be some things that maybe mom and dad really can help them with. Like if they're having really bad anxiety, but they're just afraid to tell, like giving mom and dad a hint, maybe saying they don't really want you to know this. I'm just letting you know so that maybe you could support them in this way, help them see a therapist, that sort of thing. Um, And kind of being the behind the scenes confidant, but also relaying information if it's in your sibling's best interest and if it's not something that um, they're trusting you with that isn't harmful to themselves. Another thing that's really important is compromise, and that's sometimes really tough. Sometimes we fight over movies or we fight over playing what board game we want to do, but Again, showing up for them how they need it is what's really going to help you play your part in the relationship. Evan is always asking us to play Monopoly. He loves that game so much. And so when we're with Evan and he wants to play Monopoly and we've had a long day, usually we say, you know, we don't want to play. But when we say, oh, Evan, you know, I'd love to play with you. I love that game. I love spending time with you. Saying that kind of stuff to them and then going and spending that time with them, doing what they love to do and compromising in that way, maybe sacrificing your binge of (laughs) whatever show Um, (laughs) and going to hang out with them really shows something. And you're allowing yourself to be a kid again. That's something I get to experience as the oldest is going back and spending time with Evan and Lige who are younger and then experiencing playing with toys again or watching funny movies that I probably wouldn't watch on my own. And that's an opportunity that you don't really get everywhere. And I've learned so much from them being younger than me, even though I'm the oldest. They also play their part in the relationship and they notice when something is off about me. They notice when I'm feeling lonely. They notice when, um, you know, I'm feeling really happy about something. They encourage me. And even though they're younger, I still feel like I'm in an adult relationship with them. Not adult as in, you know, actual adult, but like a mature relationship. They know what it means to say sorry. They know what it means to show up for me. They know what it means to support me. And they know how I feel loved. And they do their part in the relationship as well. And as the oldest, I know I need to be my best self, but to understand that sometimes my best self is not their best self. It's not my job to control what they love to do. It's not my job to control how they talk to others. It's not my job to parent them, but it's my job to be there for them. So with all of these tips I've given you today, I think the common pattern in all of it is just showing up for your sibling 
in the way that makes them feel loved and in a way to open up your heart to create space for them to love and celebrate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ruby the Podcast on nurturing your relationships with your siblings. I hope you got something out of it that you can take into your own life and implement it in your own way with your own family dynamic and your own siblings. And if you did get something out of it, we would really appreciate if you could share it on social media and tag us at underscore the Ruby Co. And rate and review us on iTunes as well. That really does help us to curate content that's just right for you. Take a breath, enjoy the sunshine, stay Ruby.